Hi there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Feel Your Phantom Podcast. My name is Saint. And I am Jim. And we are bringing you a new episode. We're back. Uh, I'm in my normal place. Jim, where the hell are you? I don't even know half the time. I, I should apologize right up top. There's some fun you can have with filters and such and whatnot, but I am in a hotel room in Cleveland, Ohio. I think that's where I am. Um, the chair is a little creaky. The air conditioner is a little loud. The room's a little echoey. But, um, you know, a, a podcast has to happen. And it's not Detroit. We're, We're not, not Detroit! Detroit. A podcast has to happen, so here we are. Um, but it's you ask me where I am. Let's see. Oh, uh, less than a week ago, I was in New Orleans. Then I was in Knoxville. Uh, then I was in uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Now I'm in Cleveland, and tomorrow I'll be just outside of Milwaukee. So, you know, it's uh, it's a traveler's life for me. So that's uh, it's, it's it's exciting. But you ask me where I am, and I kind of have to stop to think about it. Say, <laughs> so I I I don't know. That's where, wait a minute, let me think about it. I mean, I used to be like when I used to work uh, overnight retail shit, and uh, we'd be at a different Safeway every night and from a rotating list of about 20 Safeways. And I couldn't tell you from day to day where it was because they all look the same after a while and you don't think about it. You walk out like, what fucking town am I in again? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that kind of uh, experience a lot of the time when I go into Walgreens because Walgreens has the same inventory in every city they exist in. And most Walgreens that were built after a certain point have the same floor plan. Sometimes it's mirrored, but it's the same floor plan. So I walked into a Walgreens in, where in the fuck was I? I think I was in Knoxville. I walked into a Walgreens in Knoxville, and it had the exact same layout as the Walgreens less than five minutes from my house. So I thought to myself, how weird would it be if like Walgreens were like liminal portals between dimensions and you walk into one in Knoxville and because it has the same floor plan and layout and inventory and everything else is functionally identical to the one that's five minutes from your house. You walk out and you walk out of that one. Walk into Walgreens, walk out of another. Now you're thinking with portals. See, that sucked though, because then your car would be somewhere else. That's true. And you probably wouldn't be able to get back to it enough time before it got towed, but... You know, maybe if you didn't have a car, if you just kind of uh, walked in and out of Walgreens and took your chances about where you're going to wind up, then maybe that's a good way to uh, skip around the multiverse. Some kind of white trash version of the of the network in the Harry Potter movies, or the Stargate, yeah. something. Yeah, it's 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 like that. Yeah. It feels that way sometimes. White trash Stargate. So you're you're still traveling. You'll be home uh, probably tomorrow. That sounds exciting. I bet you're looking forward to being in your own bed for a change. Yeah, it'll be nice to be back home. I mean, that's the one thing that uh, travel is wonderful. You get to experience new things, meet meet new people, see cool stuff. But uh, it really does make you appreciate home a lot more. So it'll be nice to be back. I imagine so. And uh, I have not done anything of value at all today. I, I tried to do a little bit of um, thrift shopping and, and garage sailing. It's Saturday afternoon as we record this. And I figured it a good day for it. It wasn't raining. So I tried poking around. And I didn't find anything... Worth the damn at all. That is about like dirty used tennis rackets. Yeah, I really don't. I'll take a pass on that. No. Right. So nothing, nothing of value. Ended up going to the mall in Puyallup. We took the daughter out with us. Uh, she she's kind of not feeling herself. She went to this birthday party early today at a one of those trampoline places. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, unfortunately, I and, do. Uh, yeah, they call those jumpalines before my wife, uh, ex-wife started uh, managing one of those uh, those places. <laughs> but uh, 
took her there, and I guess uh, my wife was watching her while she was there, and I guess she uh, she got drilled with a dodgeball like in the middle of her face. And Ooh, who did your, your wife or your daughter? My daughter. Oh no! And uh, Marcia, so it Marcia, broke Marcia. her glasses. Oh no! I had to drive down with her with her backup pair and bring them to her and all that and. So me and the boy ended up bouncing around, and we started like thrift shopping and things like that. We went to got some old school pizza downtown Olympia, and that's always a treat. Pizza time. But uh, other than that, not a whole lot of value accomplished today, which you know, not too horrible bad. Well, I've been uh, eating all kinds of road food. You had some old school pizza, and I sent you a picture of what I ate. Dude, today. that that was looked filthy. It was filthy, terrible, bad, dirty, evil, rotten, but delicious. Um, what? Uh, I don't know. It's an audio-only medium, but nonetheless. What I ate, and you can go on to uh, the website and look at this. Um, and the only reason... Okay, I, I've been on kind of a weight loss journey. I've been yo-yoing a little bit. Um, but we on the way out of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania today, my lady and I stopped at uh, Friendly's. And I was unfamiliar with Friendly's. And did not know what their menu offerings were. So Friendly's had this thing called a skirt burger. And basically what it is, is it's a burger... But they put so much cheese on it that the cheese bleeds about three inches out around the outside of the burger and crisps up on the grill. So you get this kind of crispy cheese skirt around the top of your burger. And it takes up an entire right. serving platter. And they just kind of drape it over the fries. So that'll kill me. You are dead. And then as if that wasn't enough, <laughs> I had this thing uh, called the Candy Blast Monster Shake. And it is a $10 shake. That is 2,500 calories just by itself. Did you drink that by yourself or did you have I, I did. It's it's actually in a full-size fountain, uh, soda fountain size shake cup. And it's got a uh, chunk of PB fudge ice cream. And then they actually roll the top half of the glass in goddamn cake frosting. And then paste full-size Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and M&M's on the outside into the cake frosting like glue. And then there's a full-size fucking chewy-ass brownie on top of the cup with whipped cream on top of it, chocolate sauce, a cherry, two pretzels stuck into it. And it's just, it's it's a cardiovascular dream come true. Chocolate. Ooh, double chocolate. New flavor, triple chocolate. But the only reason that I could justify actually eating this thing, this this burger and drinking this, is because um, Eli Lilly, I don't know if you heard this, um, Eli Lilly, the pharmaceutical company, they're often demonized as, uh, as Big Pharma, but just uh, in the last 48 hours, um, the FDA approved a drug called terzepatide. It's going by some kind of crazy... Um, patent medication name like a lot of them do that just kind of sounds like nonsense or like a like a D&D character or like a secondary Tolkien character. But the actual name of the drug <laughs> is terzepatide. It is indicated for type 2 diabetes, which I have. But this is also the drug that in clinical trials, um, people on it lost up to 20% of their total body weight without doing much else besides just taking the drug. Um, I have seen dietitians and doctors and obesity experts refer to this thing as the magic bullet that we've sort of been waiting for for the entire lifespan of, uh, of, of when being fat became a problem in this country. And um, even though I've lost quite a bit of weight on my own, I still have quite a bit to go. Um, but I am, as soon as I get home, setting up an appointment with my primary, and I'm getting on this shit. It's a once-weekly medication that's indicated for type 2, which I have, so it'll be easy to prescribe to me. But um, 
If I lose 20% of my total body weight, I confess to you what kind of number that would represent off the air. I, I wouldn't do it sort of publicly, but it would be significant and um, it would be a, yeah. it'll be a massive life changing improvement. So, uh, that should be something that I, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking very forward to seeing what that does for me. Well, I mean, I'm excited to hear about it. And, and, and you told me about it. I hadn't heard anything about it. So I as well uh, am, am blessed and or cursed with type 2 diabetes. Uh, so that is something that I will be uh, looking at with keen interest as well. Uh, just because, I mean, I'm not looking for some magic bullet cure, but if it's something that can you know, help, why not? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it'd be a significant change uh yeah i'm interested yeah and it wasn't even like some really people in the study experienced some weight loss on average everybody in the study versus placebo lost around 20 percent of their body weight so it's it's a big fucking deal and uh it's going to change things in this country and it's going to change things for me personally i'm looking very forward to seeing how that works yeah, I'd be curious to hear a little bit more about it i might have to do some research on it because i think maybe that would be something that uh, might benefit myself as well. I mean, I'm a bigger guy. I've always been kind of a bigger guy. I've lost quite a lot of weight um, recently. Uh, probably in the last, like, five years I've lost probably around 40, 50 pounds. And, yeah, same. In the last maybe know? two, three years I've dropped about 50 or 60 pounds, which, uh, you know, uh, is is not as much as you because I'm 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 far more out of shape. So you've actually done better than me, even though the actual number is smaller. The percentage of mine is smaller, but I'm just a huge fucking dude. So that's going to be uh, hopefully a thing of the past pretty soon. Um, within a couple months, I could be back meeting my goal weight again with, with the help of this medication. So looking forward to that. But we yeah, aren't here to, uh, to talk about Eli Lilly or Big Pharma, and they're not sponsoring the show. That's worth mentioning. But we do have some follow-up. Um, in the last couple of weeks, we've talked quite a bit about uh, mental illness, especially as it pertains to celebrities, both in the mental illness-focused episode and also um, the last episode we talked about uh, the cult of personality of celebrity. And this is right. ugly and unfortunate, and I don't want to have to bring it up, but it's one of those things that I feel kind of dovetails in, and it is a nice stigma-removing thing. But I just read a... Uh, there was an interview, apparently. Ashley Judd and Winona Judd gave an interview... And they talked about um, the loss of their mother, Naomi, who was half of the right. country music duo. Last Jets. week. Yeah, it wasn't that right. long last ago. Last week as we talk. And she was, I think, 76 years old. And, and they, at the time, came out and said, they issued a statement saying, we've lost our mother to the scourge of mental illness. And so that opened up a lot of speculation. So apparently Ashley, the actress, uh, Winona being the musician, um, came out and gave a statement saying... Uh, it's, it's ghoulish and it's horrifying and it's unfortunate, but my sister and I have to make this statement because if we don't, somebody else will, and we'd rather it come from us. But our mother, Naomi, did take her own life. She used a weapon and there was a firearm involved. So we need to tell you that because you need to hear it from us because if you don't hear it from us, you will hear it from somebody, and we'd rather be in control of the information. So that is really unfortunate, and it just kind of it just goes back to what we were talking about, about... How mental illness, no matter how wealthy you are, no matter how renowned you are, no matter how talented you are or how famous, um, mental illness is a motherfucker. And it, it can still bite you in the ass, even if you have, as outside observers would look and say, well, what have you got to be depressed about? You're, you're attractive, rich, famous, talented, people love you, um, you know, 
why would Robin Williams off himself? Why would, you know, uh, Naomi Judd take her, whatever it is. And, and that's just, it demonstrates such a fundamental lack of understanding and empathy of what mental illness is and how much of a bastard depression and anxiety and all these different things can be, especially when combined together. Um, enough that somebody who had, from all outward appearances, been a very uh, peaceful, happy, talented, upbeat person like Naomi Judd, it got the better of her. And it's just a very, very sad mm-hmm. thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it just goes to prove that I mean, it's a real deep subject. We don't yes. know the, the 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 struggle that everyone is going through, and and that's kind of how I've been choosing to live my life at this point. I mean, I've had a couple of brushes with uh, 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 depression and and mm-hmm. the suicide in my immediate circle as well recently, even, and so it's something that's almost always constantly on my mind, and so. Uh, we, we just, we have to tell ourselves we don't know the struggle that other people are going through. No. Uh, in this case, it's mental illness with Robin Williams. Uh, everyone jumped to conclusions saying, oh, here's the, the, the happy clown and just inside he was a mess. And it's like, no, it was, he, he chose to end his life because of uh, early Louis body dementia. dementia. Yeah. Louis body dementia. And, and so it's like, we don't know the struggle that everyone's going through. No, and so the entire idea, and what we've adopted, me and you personally, both of us, uh, for the most part, is just be kind. Yeah, just be kind, because you just don't know what other people are going through. You know, uh, I go through most of my days with a smile on my face, but you know, half the time, uh, I, I've got pain that I deal with on a daily day basis mm-hmm. that just, con- I, I, I'm, I'm convinced it would cripple most people. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing with my wife. My wife goes through a lot of pain and she's outwardly very happy and very cheerful. And, 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 and she's got like enough neck and back pain that, you know, she's, she's in pain quite a lot. And, but you don't see it. And so that's the thing is you don't see this in a lot of people. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to just be kind to everybody. Yeah. My girlfriend was in a car accident too, and had some injuries that didn't heal properly. And so it's, it's, uh, she deals with it as well, but you know, uh, and I have a bad shoulder and my elbow constantly hurts, but you just, you have to, you got to get through life. You do what you have to, to get through life. And and everybody is fighting a battle. You know, nothing about, um, whether it's physical pain, whether it's mental pain, it's all these chronic conditions that have to be coped with. And it's just, it just never behooves anybody to be an asshole. It just doesn't. There's always two different ways you can you can deal with any situation in life. You can try and do things upbeat and kind and considerate and empathetic, or you can just throw caution to the wind and be a giant dick. But it just doesn't. <sighs> it doesn't help you being no. a dick. Just I mean, it, I mean, it really just puts weight on yourself. And and I've I've kind of in the recent years realized that, and I, I've been kind of shedding a lot of that outer a-hole, I guess, if you want to call it something. Right. Uh, just because, you know, I, I tend to have, you know, pretty gruff demeanor, unless you get to know me. I do tell people I have resting psycho face. It's like the male equivalent <laughs> of resting bitch face. Uh, anyone who used to look at... I used to have people look at my pictures. I would post a picture every day that I did my uh, culinary videos for the uh, my cooking channel on YouTube way back then. And I'd post a lot of stuff to social media. And every time I'd pose with the food... I, I kind of look like a psychopath, and, and so it's like I just, it's like, eat my food, you know? and eat this shit. So, it's delicious. So I tell people I'm the I'm the happiest dude you'll ever meet in a metal band, but that's pretty. That's not true because 
most of the metalheads I know are actually really super cool dudes and just they just sound angry and aggressive when they get on stage. Off stage, they're laughing and joking. I mean, how many time. tons of cream game toys has Corpse Grinder donated to uh, to, to homeless shelters and, and orphanages? You know, I, I, metalheads are some of the nicest people I've ever met. I know a ton of metalheads, and they just you know they save it for the stage, but they're just really they're just really cool people. So yeah, like I guess the be all end all of that is is you never know what somebody's going through. You never know the yeah. kind of struggles somebody has. Because they may or may not be free to tell you or share with you. Um, they may not even know what their own trauma is. I mean, a lot of people go through things. They right. they kind of find ways to deal with things. They process things. A lot of the time they'll bury things and deal with them later. And they can come up in inopportune times. And it's just it's a, it's a, a constant process of just checking yourself and being honest with yourself. and And trying to use the empathy that you expect from other people about your own struggles and then externalize that and use it for other people. So it's, it, it costs nobody yep. anything to be nice. It costs you no money. It costs you no effort. You're not going to injure yourself. Just don't be a dick. It's, it's, a, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Don't be a dick. Absolutely. And uh, so now off that subject, that's uh, we. I appreciate you bringing that up. That definitely has been on the mind this week. Yeah. Um, do you use TikTok? Um, I do. I actually have a TikTok account. Um, I have posted only a few videos. Um, I'd say eight I don't to ten. Post anything? Not many. Yeah. Uh, I got I got a bug in my hat, and I posted a couple of videos a, a little bit ago. I haven't touched it in a couple of months to post anything, but. It's it's a great mindless toilet entertainment. I mean, whoever came up with the uh, the, the, the TikToks, uh, you know, as as old people probably prone to call it, um, they're kind of a genius because it's um, it's just a never ending scroll, and depending on what you linger on and what you like and what you subscribe to, it's like any other thing. It's like Facebook or YouTube. It sort of learns your preferences after a while. But TikTok seems to learn them better than any whoever wrote the algorithm TikTok or the TikTok algorithm, oh, yeah. whoever came up with it, yeah. it's better than the Facebook or the YouTube algorithm because after maybe two or three days, it knows exactly what you like and it serves you everything you like and nothing you don't. Titties and beer, titties and beer, titties and beer, titties and beer. That algorithm is the best one on the internet, bar none, and for sure. I have had this song stuck in my head. There's a two songs going around on TikTok that are super, super popular right now. And I'm going to put a little clip in of each one. But there's one, and then the video is dumb. And it's been posted by like 70,000 people. So it's it's the same video every time. There's this big, giant, fat bumblebee uh, flying around. And uh, the whole purpose of the song is he's a bumblebee that likes to eat KFC. Oh! That's it. It's the dumbest, stupidest thing, but I've had that song just imprinted upon my brain for the last like week because I kept popping up on my scroll from different people. It's like, oh, he must like this song. Let's play it again. I'm a bumblebee. Play yeah. it again. I'm a bumblebee. Play it again. I'm a bumblebee. And so that one, and then there's another song that everyone's doing weird little dances to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forget the name of the guy, Tybalt, Justin Tybalt or something like that, is uh, My Money Don't Jingle Jingle It Folds. My Money Don't Jingle Jingle It 
folds I'd like to see you wiggle wiggle For sure It makes me want to dribble dribble You know Riding in my fear You really have to see it Uh And I don't know what the real name Ironically I've only heard that song once On TikTok And it was on a Bumblebee video So I apparently got the best of both worlds <laughs> That's great but, like, TikTok is great. My kid got finally uh, broke my walls down. I, I refused to get it because I didn't want it. I didn't want to have another social media platform uh-huh. to, to pay attention Understandable. to. But it's fucking funny. It and, is. And I watch a lot of uh, Elmo. There's, these, there's several different artists with Elmo puppets. And Elmo's a foul-mouthed little creep on, on TikTok. I'll tell you what. Did you see Rebecca the other day? Oh, my God, she has a fat ass. Mm. Don't tell her I said that. What makes me laugh is uh, I saw, I was thinking the other day, um, there's that tweet that went around, that superhero tweet that said, you know, if I was brand new in the world and you told me that there was uh, one superhero that that jumped around and used gadgets and uh, did all kinds of acrobatic stuff, and then there's another superhero that was blind and used echolocation to fight, and one of them was called Daredevil and one was called Batman, I'd punch you in the neck if I found out which was which. And I kind of had a right similar experience. Where I'm like, if, if you told me there were two mobile video apps and one of them only let you post a six second video and another one was a never ending wall of videos that you could scroll up and up forever. And one was called Vine and one was called TikTok. I'd punch you in the neck if I found out which was which. <laughs> right. Makes sense. And, uh, oh, there's, there's the one I think you'd enjoy. There's another guy. They're called the pun guys. Oh, John Nani, of, and they do a lot of cooking videos? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that guy. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, the puns are, are atrocious, but... Uh, but the recipes look pretty good. Mint. The the recipes are mint. I love those videos. Yeah, I, I liked one yeah. of his videos so, on, on Facebook, and suddenly he turned up on my TikTok, on my YouTube, on my he's Facebook. He's everywhere. everywhere. And But his shit's entertaining, so I like it. Yep, 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 yep. yep. I get him on YouTube and everything, too. So, I mean, I see him everywhere now. It's great. I I really enjoy it. So I fought TikTok for a long time. And in fact, my TikTok is a Feel Your Fandom TikTok. So there might end up being Feel Your Fandom TikTok content coming up in the future. Now, I don't know what that's going to be. But if y'all got suggestions, I'm keen to hear them. And in fact, here's how you can get in touch with us and let us know. You can hit us up on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Feel Your Fandom. You can send us and email the good old-fashioned way at viewyourfandom at gmail.com. The backup Gmail address is fyftalentbooking at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at at fuelyourfandom, on Twitter at at fuel underscore your, and we're always taking your dollars and cents for underprivileged kids to get comics and all kinds of fun stuff into the hands of uh, of those kids. And uh, we're taking those donations at Cash App, at PayPal, and at Venmo, and we're at at fuelyourfandom at all of those. And, of course, if you want to find us on the Internet, um, you can download us anywhere you find fine podcasts. We're on Stitcher, we're on Audible, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere. And we always love being in your nice, tight, warm little ear holes. Indeed we do. And if you want to find us on TikTok, you could find us at Fuel Your Fandom on TikTok. So, jiggle, jiggle. let us know what kind of content we should create, because uh, fuck it. I'm in the mood. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Tell us what you think. Maybe I'll stream some old video games or, you know, do like reviews of the uh, New Wave Toys cabs I get. I mean, whatever you guys want to let me know. Maybe we'll just do a little booty dance to the Jingle Jingle Change song. Who cares? You know? Sure, why not? I don't have a booty. My belt would fall down.
<sighs> Anyways, let us know. So, uh, Jim, we were talking off air about kind of a, a situation that we both kind of found ourselves in. And maybe you guys have found yourself in this situation as well. Uh, you and I both uh, a while back. I mean, for me, it was probably around 10 years ago now that I just cut the cord. Cut the cord! Yeah. On cable entirely. Yep. I, I don't pay for cable. Most of my content is either from back then, before all the streaming services fired up, uh, most of my content either came from YouTube or from the internet or from <laughs> the Pirate Bay. Um, Yo ho ho! Mm. Be that, be that as it pirate we may were different be. People then, but it's important to own up okay. your mistakes and to uh, admit to right, them. right. Uh, this was this was way back. So, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is now we are in this this kind of mecca of content, and we've talked about this as far as everybody and their mother's got a streaming platform. Everybody and their yes. mother's creating new and original content, which is great. We've talked about how that gives us this plethora of choice, but we, we another kind of a side effect of that is we might as well just have cable again. Yeah, for God's all the sake. content there is and for for the cost. I remember years ago when we first got cable, there was definitely that sort of like, uh, well, i got 500 channels now, but nothing's on that I want to watch. And you could spend an hour or more scrolling through the guide looking for anything you want to see. And there was just nothing out there. And that's not as much of a problem as it used to be, although there is quite a glut of content on all the streaming services. Um, oh, yeah. Much of which doesn't apply to me. But the problem is, and this is something we're going to get to, um, every one of them has something I want to watch. So I have to subscribe to every single last bloody fucking discreet little streaming service. Otherwise, I'm missing something. Yeah, and uh, if everyone's got that killer uh, app that... That killer program on it, whether it's Disney Plus and their and their uh, Marvel content, or their Star Wars content, Netflix and their Stranger Things, and their Squid or, Game, uh, Squid Games, and Amazon Prime with the boys and, mm-hmm. and and things like that. I mean, every channel, every streaming service has got that killer content. Paramount Plus has the Star Trek stuff and Halo. Oh boy, doesn't it? Uh, HBO Max and has all the DC stuff. Yeah, and I mean, and you're hitting it right on the head. These are the exact reasons I sign up for all these different services. Yeah. So I've got uh, I got a list of the major streaming services here, and we can go down this list here real quick, and and we're gonna talk about price points for all these because yes, there are deals and bundles for each of these channels. Maybe that your subscription looks a little bit different, but these are the general numbers for what these things provide, and we could talk about each streaming service, and as we talk about them, we could talk about the quote-unquote killer apps, the killer must-see things on that service, um, and what's drawing people in. Now, first one I've got up is one of the biggest ones going right now, and it's just booming with subscribers, is Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about, Disney+, Plus was a, was a must-have from day one for me. I've literally had it since the first day it was released. In Same. I think that's the only one that I subscribed that, to on launch day. Yeah, and that's because, as I've said previously, Disney owns my childhood. Yes. Between what they acquired in the Fox merger, between Star Wars Pixar. and the entire Lucasfilm's catalog, Pixar, Marvel, Marvel. Jinx, buy me a coat. Oh, snap, man, we're still saying the same thing. This is amazing. Carrots, pumpernickel, glow stick, twins. 
all of this that represents such a mass quantity chunk of my childhood and the new current stuff that's coming out. They have released some really, really excellent content, whether we're talking like the WandaVisions and Lokis and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, uh, right up through Moon Knight and uh, I mean, that's just the Marvel stuff. The Star Marvel Wars TV stuff has been used to be optional viewing. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. The, yeah. The, Marvel stuff used to be optional viewing between the Netflix verse with uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and the Defenders. Which was phenomenal. It was I great. It. I thought it was good, you know, but then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on broadcast TV and Agent Carter was on broadcast TV. But ever since uh, Disney brought all of the Marvel stuff under the same production umbrella, um, they're making big moves in the small screen. We've talked about that before, where now the TV shows, your Hawkeyes, your WandaVisions, your you know Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, your Loki, they're all mandatory viewing because if you're not watching those, you're missing parts of the larger story that's happening on the big and small screen of the MCU. So you have to have Correct. it. If you're an MCU fan, you got to watch all of that shit. Plus, they have all the Star Wars, they have all the Pixar, they have all the Disney, they own your childhood. And all the stuff that uh, that you carried from your childhood into adulthood that you want to watch now, your Marvel and your Star, all the stuff. Disney Plus is, I think, arguably, of all the ones we're going to talk about, uh, for geeks in the nerd community, uh, of which we are very much a proud part, that is probably the oh, most yes. must-have of all of the streaming services. True. And and like I said, it, it's, it encapsulates so much of my childhood, and, and, and it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. We have the new Obi-Wan series, as of recording, starts in like two weeks. Hello there. Yep. And it looks fantastic. Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, I mean, the trailers don't do it justice from what I can see. I mean, it just looks amazing. And uh, they, they just keep coming. We got yeah. Miss Marvel. We got She-Hulk. We got... Uh, secret invasion. We got so much shit coming down the pike. It's it's crazy, and, and and the Pixar content and the Disney content. Pixar really, I mean, Disney released what is it? Encanto recently. Oh, they yeah. released uh, Turning Red, which was great. My and if you're really a, a parent uh, whose kids want to watch Frozen a thousand times a day, you just have to buy the DVD, <laughs> and now for nine bucks a month, you can uh, just put that shit on every ten minutes if you want. I'd rather not. Same, but, you know, we, to each then, their own. Now it's We Don't Talk About Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Disney. Now, the subscription cost for Disney uh, is about what you would expect. It's $79.99 a year mm -hmm. or... Seven ninety nine a month. I believe I'm on a month to month plan. I, I and, I, and it really would behoove me to get all of these plans that I have put on a on a yearly plan because you do save a few bucks that way. But in this particular case, if you sign up for a yearly plan, you end up saving like two months worth, so about fifteen bucks, which not bad, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's Disney Plus, eighty bucks a year, give or take. Next, I got Paramount Plus, and this was another no-brainer for me, and I'll tell you why, and you guys all know it. If you've heard me talk about my nerd fandoms at all, Star Trek is huge. Star Trek is huge, and Star Trek original content has been streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus, which was CBS uh, before, but now it's Paramount Plus. <laughs> Uh, they get my money easy peasy lemon squeezy. I mean, there's no real 
if ands or buts about that one. It's uh, what was what they've had going with Picard and yeah. the new Strange New Worlds and Discovery uh, below Lower Decks and Star Trek Discovery. I mean, it's just it's been a a, a, a plethora a plethora of of Star Trek content for me to to wrap my pudgy little brain around. And, and I'm, I have just I'm coming at it from a different angle because I, as we have discussed uh, many, many times, and I respect Star Trek, but I'm just not a huge Trek fan. But I got the Paramount Plus um, for a couple different reasons. First and foremost, um, because my lady and I were, were binging Ink Master on uh, Netflix, right. and Netflix only has seasons three and four, I believe, of Ink Master. Maybe two or three. No, seasons two and three. And uh, I was looking around for, um, yeah, for who else has the Ink Master, and uh, all the rest of the seasons up through the most recent one are on Paramount+. Plus. So I got that, and I'll keep it, because uh, after that's finished, I'm going to watch Halo. Uh, Paramount+, Plus also has quite a few great TV series. Paramount+, Plus is going to be developing, and I just read this two or three days ago, a new Jackass series. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. And I unabashedly, unapologetically love Jackass. Yeah, they're going to, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be um, a little bit more edgy than the original MTV series is because MTV is basic cable and Paramount Plus is a streaming service, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. So it's going to be movie quality Jackass uh, with the levels of stunts and, and disgusting, horrible, awful uh, nut shots and poop and profanity and all the stuff that you come to delight and love from the movies. But it's going to be on a, a series basis, and that's coming to Paramount Plus. I want to say later this year, early next year. Um, but there's just so much great stuff on that service, even if I'm not a huge Trek fan, that uh, it's it's worth what that costs for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and for me as well. I mean, and I just kind of poke around and find another new content on there as I scroll. Uh, they have a lot of the uh, because uh, Paramount and Viacom are the same company. They have all of the Nickelodeon content now too. So. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to sit around and veg SpongeBob, for God's sakes, I could sit around and watch all 50 million seasons of SpongeBob if I wanted. But Paramount Plus, that's, that comes in on the cheaper end of the spectrum. That comes out at around four ninety nine a month. Worth every penny. Worth every penny. For me, just for the Star Trek content alone. And I know we share a friend, Paul Haga. We talk about him all the time. PH Props on uh, Etsy. Uh, what's up, Paul? He did not like the new season of Picard. He thought the writing was a little bit sloppy and kind of all over the place. Yeah, I saw I that on Facebook. Point. He, he was not gentle. Uh, I enjoyed it, but we can talk about Star Trek another day. But next up, Hulu. Hulu, you can get it in a bundle with Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus owns like is a majority shareholder in Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Disney is now they're not Disney Plus, but Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, which had zero interest for me, and I don't give a crap no, not a sports ESPN. fan. And actually, it'd be cheaper for me to get the bundle of Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN, but I actually pay separately for uh, and and pay more for Disney Plus and um, Hulu, just so I don't have to fucking deal with ESPN. I will pay more not to get ESPN. <laughs> But Hulu is fun. I like Hulu a lot because for a while there, uh, Hulu had all of the broadcast. Te- you know, it, Hulu had all of the the, the, the sort of big um, NBC, ABC, Fox. They had all the broadcast TV, the traditional network TV. Next day after an air, right. and so that's yeah. where I watched SNL. That's where I watched Bob's Burgers. That's where I watched all these great shows. Um, the only one that it didn't have was CBS because CBS, of course, had CBS All Access, which became Paramount Plus. CBS was a holdout, but when Hulu started, 
they kind of came to all the networks and said, if you guys all want to buy into the streaming service and, and put your stuff on it, then you'll it's another stream of revenue for you, and all in bit except for CBS. CBS held out because they had its own plans in place, but Hulu is kind of suffering a little bit right now um, because of some of the other streaming services we have on our list that we haven't quite talked about yet. But some of the other networks have decided that uh, you know Hulu's too third party. It's too all the other networks are also on this, so they've started to kind of take their content back for their own services. It's not just CBS anymore. So Hulu has started to kind of lose some stuff. And there's been speculation that because Disney does own a majority stake in Hulu, that they're kind of competing with themselves to have both Disney Plus and Hulu. However, the argument is that the edgier stuff, the stuff that's maybe not as yeah. family-friendly, that they don't want under the Disney banner, the kids could potentially stumble on, um, they're keeping on Hulu, and again, it's not necessarily as though it's like porn or violence or anything, it's just stuff like Bob's Burgers, that's very much adult animation uh, that's on Hulu, or right. SNL that occasionally talks about political things. Disney doesn't necessarily want that on its own branded service, even though Disney did bring in all of the Netflix MCU stuff uh, onto yeah. Disney, and they just have content warnings on it, so... There's a little bit of rumor mill speculation happening that Disney they're, they're and Hulu... They're kind of figuring themselves out, I yeah. think. Disney and Hulu could merge, uh, at, at which point uh, they would lose a whole bunch of content, but they're already losing a bunch of content, Hulu is anyway, to other services, um, which brings us to Peacock, which is the NBC okay. streaming service. And Peacock has a free version, which kind of sucks. Uh, Peacock also has a paid version, and I use the paid version because uh, in, in a, a world of, of streaming services, that's one of the few I don't pay for. Uh, my girlfriend actually has a subscription, so we use hers. Um, but Peacock has started to kind of pull back a lot of the next-day NBC content off of Hulu onto Peacock. So it's getting a little fragmented there. But uh, Peacock is, of course, the NBC service, and they have streaming stuff from NBC News. They have all the NBC programs. Um, they pulled the big Q, and I think they got back The Office from Netflix, and also Parks and yep. Rec from Netflix. So a lot of these shows that people used to binge on other competing services, um, NBC kind of looked at that and thought to themselves, hey, these people are, are the, the view numbers, even though Netflix doesn't really release the viewing numbers, uh, they're still extremely popular on that service, and they're our shows that we paid to produce in the first place. So if people are just in a place in their lives where they're binging those things over and over again, we would do ourselves a service by bringing those onto our own platform and, uh, right. and and kind of canceling those contracts. So it's in a weird period of transition where uh, Peacock is pulling stuff off of Hulu. They're pulling stuff off of Netflix. Anything that was produced by NBC Studios that aired on NBC as a network is kind of getting yanked back and put on Peacock now. So Peacock has kind of become another essential service you more or less can't skip, even if you're a cord cutter. Yeah, and, and like we were talking about Hulu now. The reason I got Hulu initially is because I liked shows like uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy or yeah. uh, Archer. Mm, Those are the FX Archer. shows. I love anything H. John Benjamin does. Honestly. Yeah, same. Hey, phrasing! Do you know he was in Star Trek? I didn't know that. They made him Star Trek canon. They, uh, they did a short trek, which are these little mini episodes that they do. And they... they they called the episode uh, "The Trouble with Edward," hmm. and it was a knock on the tr on uh, the Trouble with Tribbles. Nice set in the early Discovery time zone, and uh, and uh, it was uh, he played a science officer who was trying to genetically modify Tribbles for food. It was pretty, 
pretty fucking funny. I highly recommend you check that one out. No, I love John even Benjamin. if you don't like Trek. It's this so good. Like Trek, Trek, Trek does great one-off one yeah. episodes. John Benjamin, I love because I, I loved home movies back in the day. I love Archer. I love Bob's Burgers, and uh, he was, of course, famously also the voice of the soup can in the uh, Wet Hot American Summer movies and series. Um, what I love about John Benjamin is that guy has made an entire career as a voiceover artist by using his own voice. You got yeah. guys out there like Mel Blanc and Frank Welker who uh, who have a whole stable of voices that they <laughs> use for Billy different anima- yeah, yeah. animation projects. Uh, you know, anybody that does any animation voiceover. Um, uh, uh, John DiMaggio. I mean, these guys, they, you know, they, they do variations on a theme, but they use different voices. Meanwhile, John Benjamin, he just is out there with his own kind of voice. And, and even though it's kind of like indescribably laid back and weird, it's the same voice that he uses for Bob. And for Archer, even though these characters couldn't be any different, Bob is a schlubby businessman suburban dad, and Archer is a sexed-up international super spy. But the same voice works for both characters, because John Benjamin is a fucking genius. He sells it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. But I'm going to complain the whole time. Now, so that was Hulu. Hulu comes at a price range of around six ninety nine a month, or mm-hmm. $69.99 a year, with ads. twelve ninety nine a month, no ads. So that's not too bad. And I think right now I'm on the ad-supported service, so which, you know, I kind of tire of the ads, but we'll see. Now, Peacock uh, is around four ninety nine a month or nine ninety nine a month, depending upon the ads. Mm-hmm. I think I just have... We have our Peacock paid for us by uh, uh, Comcast. They okay. pay for it. Woohoo! And so we have the ad-supported version, uh, which is fine. It's fine. So... And, and we've only just started using it. Like you said, they just pulled back The Office. They just pulled back Parks and Rec. Yeah. Which I've never been into Parks and Rec, so I want to give that one a go. Uh, but we started using it very recently so we could watch uh, the gritty reboot of Bel Air. Fresh Prince of Bel Air's reboot. Aha. And it's actually really, really good. I, and I enjoyed it immensely. And... Uh, uh, Six Degrees of Star Trek, they just brought the actor who plays the new Uncle Phil uh, onto Strange New Worlds as uh, Admiral Robert April, which a lot of people are pissed off about because Admiral April was only ever canonically in the animated series for like one episode and he was a crusty old white dude. And so they recast him and he's amazing. This actor is amazing. I don't remember his name offhand, but he plays the new Uncle Phil. And uh, he's great, and I love, I love it when uh, fanboy nerd tears just come out so salty. Oh no, this. the world is getting queerer, more colorful, and more female, and you, you don't like it. <laughs> Suck it up, fanboy tears. Suck it up, Buttercup. They're they're delicious. Mm, your tears are so yummy and sweet. So that's Peacock. Now the next one we're going to talk about uh, is the giant elephant in the room. There's a lot of news surrounding them these days. Netflix, mm-hmm. one of the originators of streaming content. First one I think I ever subscribed streaming to. Content. Back in the day. Right. Most of us. Yeah. Uh, they were the only game in town for a while. Point, three different price points, actually, I should say. It's got basic, standard, and premium pricing. Now, what the basic pricing is, is, is $9.99. And that gets you one screen at a time. You can only watch it on one screen. Um, you can only download to one item. Um, no HD... No Ultra HD. Now, you move up to standard pricing. That gets you two devices. That gets you two t- phones or tablets you can download on. 
And then you can also get HD. Now, if you pay the premium, which is, I think, the route we go, is it's four or $19.99 a month for four devices, four uh, devices you can download on, and then HD and Ultra HD compatibility. So it, it depends on your use case scenario, how many people in your household are going to be using it in your household. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Not, not, know what I mean? Say no more. How many people in your household with uh, extreme quote marks around it yep. are going to be using it? Like, they are losing money. They are losing subscribers. For the first time. Over fucking fist. Because they keep announcing, not only do they keep announcing price increases, but they keep announcing, like, all those shows that you like, yeah, we're done with them. It's yeah. Like they'll cancel popular shows. Like, oh, this after season two? Ah, fuck it. Yeah. It's not new. It's not exciting. Get rid of it. The, the, the joke in so video games is that uh, Valve can't count to three, and the joke in video games, and, and Netflix is they can't <laughs> count to four. Because even the most popular, I think... Uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things has made it to four. Yeah, that's. I think I want to say I might but be wrong. But that's the exception. That was well, their most popular that's... show outside of Squid Game. But that, that Squid Game also was a pickup from from uh, Korea, whereas uh, Stranger Things is totally a Netflix production. So it is their most popular show, and uh, that's getting a fourth season. But it'll probably be the last because Netflix. The y- actors are growing out of it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, part of that is the pandemic. They had to kind of hold things up production wise for COVID, but. Whereas the kids all started off very believably in uh, junior high, now they're all like 46, and uh, so it's not really uh, realistic to expect them to be teenagers anymore. The latest trailer came out, and I'm like, yeah, these are full-grown adults, so, uh, you know, smoke them if you got them. This one's probably uh, got numbered days. But Netflix also, like you said, has a very, very bad reputation for doing shit like... We bought and we're going to uh, create a live-action version of Cowboy Bebop, the immensely popular anime series, and uh, oh, we're going to yeah. cancel it within days of dropping it. Uh, yeah, we're like gonna put up the days yeah, after dropping it. We put up the entire season, all 12 to 14 episodes, however many it was, and then immediately said, yeah, that's all you get. We're not having any more of that. Which is dumb, because it was super well-received. Yeah, it really Everybody was. I liked it. From, from all reports, it got real good reviews. I didn't watch it. I'm not a big anime guy. but Me either. But, you know, anybody yeah, that liked the anime liked, liked the show. And John Cho was fantastic. John Cho, of course, he's, uh, cast, yeah. he's, he's Harold of Harold and Kumar. He's also Sulu in the Star Trek films. Fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, on this show, and uh, apparently uh, he did very well on it. And they just canceled it. Just fucking canceled it. Um, so, and they also recently, yeah. it's a, sort of a chicken and egg argument because did the uh, cancellations come before the, uh, the subscriber loss or vice versa? We don't really know, but they've also almost all but killed their animation division. And there was some shows yep. that were in the pipe that were actually underway, uh, like the bone adaptation, which pissed off a lot of people. Bone, the very famous grown up indie comic written and illustrated, wholly created by Jeff Smith. Um, has has apparently been through several different. It's gonna be an animated series um, to the point where when Netflix yanked the plug on it, he drew up a comic and put it out on Twitter, um, basically of the central character, um, kind of like doing the Charlie Brown Lucy pulling the football away thing of all the different places <laughs> that have told him that have bought the rights that have optioned the thing. We're gonna make a bone animated series. And uh, it's been four or five different iterations that, that have been apparently going to be, at some point or another, bringing this thing to the screen. And every one of them, it's just cursed. It just fucking falls through. And Netflix was just the latest one because they've, they've pretty much killed off their entire animation division um, as a means of cost cutting. 
And that sucks. It really sucks a lot. I was thinking about comic strips, and this is kind of an aside. And I, forgive me, we don't go off on tangents very often. So no, pardon stick us. with us. <laughs> there was a, I, I read an article about uh, Dilbert, the creator of Dilbert, and I forget what his name is, and it's not worth mentioning anyways. No. Adams. Douglas, it Douglas Adams. Adams. I it? think it is Douglas, Douglas Adams. Adams. He's a Scott Adams. Scott Douglas Adams. Adams is the hitchhiker's guy. Yeah. Uh, right. Scott Adams, he's he, a, uh, a conservative, Trumper, anti-vaxxer, everything you know that doesn't make any sense kind of jackhole. So, we, you know, right. whatever. Not worth mentioning. And I used to love no. Dilbert growing up, but I read an article recently where he was talking about uh, they, they took a stab at, at anti-trans shit. They had the they put their first black coworker into Dilbert's workspace, um, and admitted in the very first panel that he was a diversity hire. <sighs> and then the ha 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 end up joke at the end of that strip was, "I identify as white." Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So <sighs> tone deaf. I can't I can't stomach Dilbert anymore, which sucks. I really loved it growing up because. You know, being a former office worker, I kind of, you know, understood some of the situations. But any more in this in this new modern woke era, if you will. But mm. you know, you just you get to see everybody's ugly, and I don't. You like do. It. They show their ass all over their own yeah. creation. So fuck Dilbert. That's yep. an aside done and over with. But that sucks about Bone. I, I was looking forward to that one. Yeah, a lot um, of people were, including Jeff Smith, and it just. They pulled the plug on it. Now, now, Netflix killing their animation division. I don't know what that means for uh, very popular, talked about hit shows like Big Mouth, which I love, and the spinoff that just dropped not long ago, Human Resources. Uh, that's very entertaining from the same uh, Don't Nick they Kroll have BoJack Horseman as well? They do, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of great animated shows that are that are on Netflix. That uh, I, it's, and it's It's not really clear in the press whether they've actually yanked their entire animation division down just killed the in-process projects, and they're going to keep the ones that they've already got a couple seasons under their belt on. It's not really clear, and nobody's really talking. Netflix has been pretty famously secretive about ratings and uh, streaming numbers and what makes a show successful versus not successful, because uh, you got something like... Right, and they've uh, also... Yeah, they've caught a lot of flack recently as well because of uh, uh, their promotion of comedians who have very strong anti-trans positions. And Dave Chappelle, for sure. To, of course... Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. and uh, they've now got a. They basically instituted, "We don't want to know what your feelings are on this, and if we know, we could fire you." Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as their people that work for them, uh, because there's a lot of people pitching a stink on Twitter and everything else, and they're like, "We don't want to know, and if we find out you're bad mouthing the company, you could be out the fucking door." So, they're taking a lot of negative press lately. And rightly and, and so, so, really. Rightly so, yeah, exactly. But Netflix, for better or for worse, is still kind of the 500-pound gorilla of streaming because they are the elder statesmen at this point, even though streaming is, right. is barely a decade-old sort of thing. Because I'm old enough to remember when, oh, the internet came in the mail. Chapel, man. I actually had a Netflix subscription back when they would mail you DVDs, <laughs> which nobody really does this anymore, but Netflix will still do that if you uh, if you want to go online and ask them for DVDs. Netflix will still mail you DVDs. Um which kind of is, is a nice thing to know if you have a subscription because Netflix kind of like most of these streaming services kind of got away from the original point of Netflix, which was we're going to be a streaming service that brings you Hollywood movies. 
And then at one point, like if you go there now, they still have movies. They still have a lot of movies. But just like every cable channel, like HBO or Showtime or, or you know, uh, Turner Classic Movies with Breaking Bad or whatever Cinex. it is, they realize that the, the money is in creating original properties. Because if you license a movie, you get to stream that movie, but you're paying out for it. And all you're getting back is, uh, is subscriber fees. If you create your own stuff, it's more cost effective. So... You know, a lot of these streaming services figured that out. And Netflix, a long time ago, the, the running joke online is, hey, think of a movie you want to see. Is it on Netflix? If you want to see it, it isn't. Uh, which isn't fair, because mm. they do have quite a bit of stuff. <laughs> but there are other services like Paramount Plus and like what we're going to talk about in a minute, HBO Max, that actually have. Um, like, I, just the other day, I was I was looking at uh, Paramount Plus, and I was getting ready to scroll down to look at the, uh, to go back to... Uh, resume watching to pick up on Ink Master, and they already have The Lost City and have had for about two weeks. The uh, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt movie that was, I meant to see it in theaters, it just came out barely a month ago, it's already on streaming. So I'm going to have to watch that. Um, Where's that at? That's on Paramount+. Plus. I'll check that one out. I was wanting to see that too. So yeah, so Netflix did their original resolve. Call me crazy. I'm a, I'm a Sandy Bullock fan. Oh, she's great. It. I've loved her since back in the day. Um, but yeah, the original purpose Which was a Thursday. It was uh, of Netflix was to uh, to have movies that you could stream. But then they kind of like most other entities who are either streaming or on cable, they went ahead and and got themselves a uh, an original programming department, and that's kind of been their focus. Like most of these, you can still find movies, you can still find network TV shows that are maybe ten, twelve years old that your favorites, your Parks and Recs, your Offices, your SNLs. Um, but the the uh, the money is really in the original stuff, and that's really like you said, the killer apps that are selling these streaming services. People are subscribing to uh, Paramount Plus because of Halo. They're subscribing to Netflix because of Stranger Things. They're subscribing to Paramount Plus also because of the Star Trek stuff, and they're subscribing mm-hmm. to Disney Plus because of the MCU stuff. Every one of them has a can't miss property that you're going to pony up the 4 to $15 a month, whatever it costs to get on that service, to watch that thing, because you can't get it anywhere else unless you want to be a little pirate, which, you know, you don't. You mm. definitely don't. <laughs> sure. Uh, before we get to HBO, let's talk about one that we forgot about, and this one is an odd duck. This is a very odd duck. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And the reason I call Amazon Prime an odd duck because they treat themselves just like any other streaming service. Yes. They they create their new content. They have original content. They have old content that they stream. You can go there to watch movies. You can go there to rent movies. You can go there to watch like original content like their new Lord of the Rings show that they're coming out with. The Boys or is great. The Boys. Yeah, The Boys is coming back for season three here very, very soon. I'm Woo-hoo. excited. And uh, anything Carl Urban is in. Man, that guy is amazing. Yeah. But uh, from Trek to Thor to Dread to the boys, he's just he's the best thing about anything he's in most of the time. Remember what I told you. Don't be a cunt. Absolutely. But uh, they're an odd duck. And I say that because almost everybody at this point has an Amazon Prime. Which is why Jeff Bezos buys support yacht for his yacht. But that's neither here nor there. Right. And he can fly his blue dick to the moon. But, you know, I passed that place the other day while I was driving cruise because they have uh, the Blue Origin uh, facility in uh, Kent, Washington. And I drove past. I'm like, what is this? And Didn't know that was in your neck of the woods. Oh. There you go. Yep. Well, I mean, Amazon's from my neck of the woods. So That's why true. Wouldn't it be? I suppose. I didn't think about it. But, that. Uh, yeah. And so... Uh, 
the content is free with an Amazon Prime subscription. So it's like a also ran. It's like you get, oh, okay, so you're using our subscription service to buy your peanut butter, your toilet paper, your tampons, what have you. And now all of a sudden, as a side benefit, watch the boys. You know, yeah. watch, you know. And, and they own a lot of different services. They do. They also own uh, Audible, mm-hmm. the, uh, the e-book reading program. They own uh, IMDb. That's an Amazon property. They own uh, Comicology, which is a subscription service that I use to look at comics these days. Yeah. I mean, so Amazon has a lot of irons in the fire. They don't always work out for them. And they're just about as quick to cancel on them as uh, Google is to cancel on projects. But uh, it is unique to note that uh, Amazon Prime Video is kind of a handout. Yeah, it is. People who have... A subscription to their service. And it's that's a side like I said, dish. Almost fucking everybody. But the other crazy thing about but, Amazon that really bears mentioning is that Amazon, uh, they do have quite a bit of original programming and they have quite a bit of free programming. You get that as just a side dish, as a little land yap when you're looking at your, uh, your your Amazon Prime subscription. But the other nice thing about Amazon is that they pretty much have fucking everything. But you're going to, yeah. once in a while, you, you know, if you find something on there that you want to watch, if you search for something you want to see, you're going to find it, but. A lot of it is behind a secondary paywall. Um, like a channel. Yeah. It's, Which it's, is, yeah. That's how I get my uh, Paramount Plus. Yes. My Paramount Plus, I pay directly to Amazon, comes on my bill, and uh, I can either use it on the standalone service or I can use it through, which I do, or you can use it as a channel on your Amazon Prime account. Yeah. And they've got channels for everything. they got mm-hmm. stars. They've got like Cinemax as a channel, Showtime's yeah. a channel. Uh, AMC Plus is now a channel, which if you want to catch that Walking Dead content, boom, that's where you got to go for that. Or you want to go back and rewatch Breaking Bad, yeah. But yeah, but Amazon also because... I do. Oh, God, yeah. You know, if I I could uh, sunshine of the spotless mind and just erase Breaking Bad from my brain and watch it again (laughs) for the first time... Ah, oh, so amazing. Yeah. But because real. Amazon so is, is the world's biggest retailer, because they sell all these movies on DVD, uh, they've apparently struck up some kind of deal where if you want to watch a movie, any movie you can think of, chances are you will find it available to stream on Amazon Prime, but you might have to pay an extra four bucks for it if it's not something that's not on their collection. You're going to find it. And I've done that a time yeah, or two. me too. If there's a movie I really I, want to I watch. Want, yeah. I was going through a real gangster rap thing a little while ago, and anyone who knows me knows I'm really appreciative of early 90s to uh, mid-2000s gangster rap. And so I really wanted to see, because Falcon and Winter Soldier was coming up, and I had heard that in the movie Notorious, which was focused on the Notorious B.I.G., they had Tupac Shakur, played by Anthony Mackie, and so I wanted to watch that take. And then he was also the uh, antagonist rapper in 8 Mile uh, with uh, Eminem. Uh, Eminem. Yeah. And so I wanted to watch those. And then I think I ended up watching uh, All Eyes on Me, which was the, uh, the movie about uh, Tupac Shakur, which ironically had the same kid playing. It's not a kid. He's a grown man playing uh, uh, Biggie in that movie and in Notorious. He was that convincing as Biggie, and it was great. And uh, the kid that they got to play, uh, uh, Tupac Shakur, Demetrius Ship, he was amazing. I want to say Demetrius Ship also played Tupac in Straight Outta Compton, didn't he? He might have. It might have been someone else, I think. 
I'm going to have to look that up. But, but yeah, and so I went on this kind of kick, uh, just like you said. It's like I couldn't find it streaming anywhere else. I checked Netflix. I checked Hulu. I checked all the other services that I streamed to, and I couldn't find it. And so it was like, ah, for like a $4 rental fee, I can watch it. And it's like, and I did it because it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's super convenient, and I didn't have to go anywhere, and I didn't have to rent a video, and I didn't have to get in my car, and it's immediately just push two buttons, and it's now on my TV, which, I mean, fuck you, Blockbuster. You missed out. That is the best way to go. And Blockbuster, uh, it bears so. mentioning, also um, passed up an opportunity to buy Netflix back in the day, and uh, they wah, elected wah, not wah, to wah, do wah, it. Wah. And, now, and now Blockbuster is uh, is just a, a faded spot on the side of a building where they took a sign down. A footnote in video cinematic history. Unless you live in Bend. And then they're still around. Unless but. you live in Bend. And come to think of it, I've got some uh, memorabilia from that that we're going to be giving away very, very soon as a uh, fundraiser for the Feel Your Fandom charity. So, Feel the Future. So, uh, keep an ear out for that. That's another aside, but that doesn't, that's not here nor there. So, next up we're going to talk about HBO Max, because you'd mentioned HBO Max. Now, of course, the big draw for HBO Max, if you're a Game of Thrones fan back in the day, there was Game of Thrones... There was all of the DC content that migrated over after uh, they kind of absorbed their DC Universe uh, app, their streaming service, mm-hmm. uh, which I was subscribed to as well. So this one actually ended up saving me money, which is rare and few and far between. Let me sneak a quick but, correction in uh, here. Mark Rose, I just looked it up. Mark Rose played uh, Tupac in Straight Outta Compton, so I had that wrong. I'm also fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Also fantastic. But yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, HBO, yeah, I, I primarily use it for uh, the DC content at this point. But I mean, I've been watching the Harley Quinn animated DC series, and, which is Dynamite. It's a fantastic series. Again, I have to gush over my love of uh, uh, King Shark. Now, fellas, look, I know it's just in fun, but what the fuck did I tell you about that world? Oh, yeah, sorry, King. Ooh, sorry about that. Oh, they're learning. I will kill each and every one of you with my bare hands if I have to! Uh, Ron Funches is Ron so Funches is one of the funniest men alive. I love him so much. I loved him on At Midnight. I love his uh, specials. He's just, he's fantastic. He's great as that, as King Shark. But, you know, Kaylee Cuoco uh, plays Harley uh, Quinn, and Lake Bell plays Poison Ivy. Um, J.B. Smoove actually plays a plant that uh, hangs out with Ivy at her apartment. It's just, a, it's a great, great series um this is not fun. for kids alan tudgick plays the joker yeah, yeah. which i'm convinced he can he voices a goddamn chicken in yeah. moana he could do anything but uh yeah i mean so i mean that's what i go there for primarily is the dc content it also got a lot of first run type movies and the same kind of stuff that hbo has been kind of known for its entire existence like your video store alternative yeah uh, but, I mean, not as quick to release the, the new runs as they used to be. But HBO but, Max uh, is kind of a sleeper. I mean, they've got some really great content on there and some really fantastic Especially movies during and, COVID. Yeah. Because they, I mean, like it, love it, or hate it, one of the key proponents of this same day-and-date release thing mm-hmm. was HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, whether it was with uh, Wonder Woman or uh, any of the other programs that they did that with, uh, you know, and again, whether you love it or hate it, it was innovative. I was able to watch Wonder Woman day of release. Yep. At home. 
So, I mean, it was, it's a thing and it's a contender. And I mean, they're pulling that kind of stuff back a little bit, but like Suicide Squad, right? when it, Or The Suicide Squad, right? When it came out, you know, able to pick that up and just sit down and watch it. Uh, the Peacemaker original content, which turned out to be one of the best shows of the fucking year. Easily. Who would have guessed? Yeah. So if you have uh, HBO Max and you haven't popped it open in a while or you got it just to watch DC stuff or whatever, there's a couple things you wanted to see, do yourself a favor and pop open HBO Max and just check out what they have because your eyebrows are going to shoot up. They have a bunch of great stuff, uh, original stuff as well as great movies. And it's it's the overall volume. They got Sesame Street. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They've got Sesame Street. I would say if I were to like, if I can damn HBO Max with faint praise a little bit, they have an overall smaller volume of content, but the quality of the content is pretty much across the board just fantastic. Yeah. They gave Elmo... <laughs> I talked about how much I love Elmo on TikTok for his foul mouth antics, but they gave uh, Sesame Street tame Elmo his own talk show uh, for a while. And I don't know if that's still going or not, but that was kind of fun to me. Uh, in, a, in that I don't really watch Sesame Street anymore. I'm a little old for that. but uh, And, of course, HBO Max comes in two different price tiers, uh, $9.99 a month with ad support and $14.99 a month without and i think i'm on the without ad support so uh let's talk about apple tv apple tv has been very very popular recently uh with its runaway banger of a hit ted lasso which i have not watched yet but i've heard so many good things about yeah i'm kind of underqualified to tip this being on, uh, on apple plus because i don't uh I don't have it. Uh, this is the first one we've talked about so far that I don't have, and that's largely because right. I just, you know, I, I just don't like Apple. I don't like Apple as a company. I don't like their business <laughs> practices. I don't like their products. Uh, I'm just not a fan of Apple across the board, and uh, I would never willingly pay for anything Apple. Uh, I have had Macs issued to me at work before, different jobs I've had, and I have had to use them. Uh, I've received iPods as gifts. So it's not like I've never used an Apple product, but I would never pay for an Apple product, and that includes their series. And even though I love Jason Sudeikis, and even though Ted Lasso is ostensibly uh, in, the, in the world of soccer, not necessarily about soccer, it's still a sports property. So between it being Apple and between it being about sports, I'm just, you know, it's never they're never going to get my money for anything, if I can help it. They they got another show. I mean, I'm on a uh, like a six-month uh, trial run of it. They got another show with uh, Jennifer Aniston called The Morning Show. It's supposed to be pretty interesting. Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon. You've got C with uh, Jason Momoa mm-hmm. and Dave Bautista. Uh, We're both great. Just going down a list at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what the other one I'm thinking of, there was one that was, oh, what is the one with uh, Tom Hanks? Where he's like the last guy in the world. And oh, that was, that was like a Castaway. Yeah. Yeah, castaway. Yeah. Well, no, not Castaway. He did no. it again. <laughs> they... <laughs> uh, I don't remember the name, and I can't find it to save my life. But there was a show uh, where it stars him and a robot, and he's like the last man on Earth, something like that. And I'm sure if somebody wants to uh, correct me on that, they can correct me on that. But Yeah, it's Apple. Um, I, I, don't, I don't care a whit about anything they do. And that's a shame because, I mean, again, like we said, uh, everyone's striving to run out and create their own original content. So it's it's interesting to see what they come up with. You know what I mean? Uh, or where uh, certain prospects and actors end up laying. But, uh, yeah, 
I'm sure uh, someone will correct me on the name of that program eventually. But I do like Tom Hanks. So. Yeah, Tom Hanks is great. It's just a, a bummer that he hitched his his, uh, his wagon to Apple because it's just uh, can't stand him. Can't stand him. People people who write the checks now. Apple TV runs at a price point of four ninety nine a month, which uh, is funny because usually horse, Apple's whole thing is that they're going to charge you uh, a premium price a for premium. a lesser product. So I think that they have like three shows total and charge you eighty bucks a month for their service. Uh, anybody remember when they came out with a monitor stand that was a thousand dollars? Jesus Christ, Apple! Or the wheels for their computers? Just fuck off. That you had to buy separately. Christ, <laughs> I'm a crutch. I hate Apple. Always will. Duly noted. Now let's talk about uh, Broku. Yeah. Which is not a streaming service that I could find. It is a streaming device. Yes. They have Roku sticks, like much like the Apple TV, or not Apple TV sticks, but they have Roku sticks, which are a lot like the Amazon Fire sticks. Mm-hmm. And they also have like Roku TVs, which I've had in the past. My my old TV was a Roku TV. I have a Roku not, TV but... as we speak, and I enjoy it a lot. So the Roku streaming content for you would be free mm-hmm. because you have that device. Now, we've talked very recently about some original content that we're pretty excited about coming to Roku TV. I don't remember exactly what it was, but we talked about it. Well, the about it. Uh, the Weird Al um, movie. Uh, right. Weird, starring yes. Daniel Radcliffe and Rain Wilson as Dr. Which Demento. It's thoroughly weird. It does. It, yeah. it, it kind of looks... Now, I'm, I, I don't want to uh, to cast aspersions yet, but sort of like in the wake of like the uh, the David Bowie documentary, of course, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, not documentary, but the the, uh, the David Bowie biopic, uh, the Bohemian right. Rhapsody biopic, the Rocket Man Elton John biopic, uh, this kind of like a thing where they they make um, dramatized biographical movies about these larger than life music stars, and they tend to do very well. Um, Rami Malek, of course, won the Oscar for playing Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, and he fucking As deserved well he it. He was fantastic. Yeah. I'm a huge Queen fan. We've talked about that before. And that was a great, great movie. But from the trailer, the teaser trailer that came out right about a week ago as of the time of this recording, it kind of looks like Al is doing the thing that he does with music, where there's a thing that's popular, <laughs> and he does a version of it that takes the piss out of it and makes fun of it as an affectionate parody. <laughs> um, it really looks to me like he's doing this movie with Daniel Radcliffe as kind of like a salacious behind the music Tongue drugs and, cheese, and sex yeah. sort of like you know he's drinking on stage kind of thing it looks like it's gonna be a movie version of al's music and personally i can't wait I for it so. um the last movie so. that we're now made was uh uhf back in the 80s one of my all-time <laughs> favorites and i actually at one point went to go see al and he was out signing autographs by the bus after the show and i asked him i said are we ever going to get another movie in the, in the vein of uhf and and he said, well, you know, we love making UHF and never say never. We've always got irons to the fire, so hopefully someday soon. And uh, this looks kind of like, if I were to venture guess, I'd say Al's going to do what Al does. And he's going to take the piss out of the musical biopic. I hope so. That, that'd be awesome. It looks hysterical. But that's kind of everything And I love the Al idea does. of Rain Wilson as Dr. Demento. He's perfect. So Roku doesn't have a price. Not that I could find. All the price is a device. Yeah. That rhymes. <laughs> that rhymes. But either the device or the operating system of your television. But Roku Channel is a, uh, a, a streaming section 
of your like you can add if you, if you have a Roku device or a TV, you can add little squares to your home screen that represent streaming channels like most of the ones we've been talking about, and Roku is one of those that you can just add to your home screen, and uh, they do have a bunch of original programming on it, as well as a bunch of rebroadcasts of other things, and it is, even though it's kind of platform-specific, it is its own streaming service and should be considered such. Uh, i got a couple more to talk about. Uh, one of them's kind of controversial for me. Next, let's talk about Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is another one like we talked about, how I'm not really qualified to, to judge. Uh, Crunchyroll is a subscription Same. service for anime. Um, I'm not a huge anime nerd. Me either. I mean, that's never been one of my particular fandoms. Nope. Uh, my bro- my brother-in-law, Tom, who's been on the program a number of times. Shout out, Thomas. How's it going, buddy? Uh, my son is getting big into anime through Thomas. And uh, at the last Comic-Con that we went to, he bought himself the wooden prop sword from... Uh, Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. and he loves it. And I caught him swinging it around in his room, and I'm like, dude, this house is too small. You can't be swinging a sword around in your room. <laughs> you're going to crack that light above your head. And then you're going to wind up on gonna... TikTok. Yeah. Fail army. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. And then like, I come home from an errand with my wife the other day, and he's on his way back to his room with the broom, and I'm like, what Uh-oh. you doing? And he very sheepishly uh, responded that he had cracked the light fixture, uh, the you know the ones that don't have the bowl, but they have the, the plate with the yep. screw. Mm-hmm. He cracked the shit out of it, like smashed it with his wooden sword, swinging it around his room like I told him not to. And, uh-huh. and I, I tried not to get super pissed. I was a little bit bent because he wasn't listening to me, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just like, look, you're paying for the replacement. I I'm warned not you. buying it. I warned you. I told you. That's exactly so what I said his... was going to happen. His allowance and your money, he gets to replace. He gets to go to Home Depot and buy a new <laughs> cover for his light because he's swinging his dumb sword around. And I, I laugh a bit now because I do the same shit. You know, I could be seen swinging a lightsaber around my house. It's happened. Dad, I learned it from Don't you. Judge me. Right. I'm waiting for that answer. But uh, <laughs> so anime, I'm not really qualified to talk same. about now. Uh, Crunchyroll does come in three different subscription tiers. Uh, seven ninety nine, nine ninety nine, and fourteen ninety nine, and uh, I think it's a matter of, of different services like uh, what you can download and yep. how many devices. Kind of the same as, as Netflix. So. And if if that's the kind of thing you're into, then you'll be into that sort of thing. Right, that's a no brainer for an anime fan. Um, now we got a couple more. Uh, Discovery Plus is pretty much a new one on the block. It kind of spun out of. Wasn't it uh, HBO that originally had a lot of that content? I think so. Because I think a lot of it's Warner-driven. And, of course, Warner Brothers owns HBO, which explains all the DC content. But, like, all your Discovery Channel and National Geographic... Well, maybe not National Geographic. National Geographic is owned by Disney. So that's all on Disney+. Plus. But, uh, but Discovery uh, Plus... Home and Garden Television. And yeah. Food Network and... Discovery Plus is actually going away. As of last month, um, as well as not going away, per se, but Discovery is about to become Warner Brothers Discovery within the next month, if it hasn't happened already, Um, and it's merging with uh, AT&T and Warner Media, and it's going to be folded into HBO Max. So uh, it's going to be kind of like where Stars or Showtime is a channel on Amazon Plus, 
sorry, on Amazon Prime, uh, there's so many confusing different names. Uh, you're going to be able to, if you are already a, an HBO Max subscriber, or I think a Discovery Plus subscriber, you're going to be able to just get Discovery Plus as a channel on HBO Max, if that hasn't happened already. Neat. Which is great, because I had considered subscribing to Discovery Plus, but I thought to myself, you know, what I need is one more streaming service. I'm going to feel guilty about never opening and never watching, even though there's some great fucking content on there. But as long as it's just going to be um, under the, the HBO umbrella, then it'll. I already have an HBO I'll Max subscription. I'll watch the content. So, yeah, I'll watch it. they got For great sure. documentaries and, and uh, you know fantastic programming, and I'll definitely check some of that out. Uh, once they uh, complete that merger, if they haven't already. I haven't been home in a couple weeks, because I've been on the road uh, having a vacation, but... And doing some work in, um, remotely. But, uh, yeah, as soon as I get back and pop open HBO, I'm going to check and see if that Discovery content's on there. Because there's a lot of it I wanted to check out. I used to really like watching uh, uh, Orange County Choppers. Yeah. American Chopper, that's what it was called. Uh, just for the drama's sake of it all. But um, And so, obviously, uh, we've gone through quite a list. Now, the last one here is a bit odd for me. And this is another one that I subscribe to. And guilty, and it's your fucking fault, Jim. Yeah, all this up last that. one is uh, YouTube. Yep. Now everybody knows YouTube itself has been primarily free and ad supported for years and years and years and years. And, years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you can still log on to any computer and watch almost any YouTube video for free. Mm-hmm. You just have to deal with an increasing number of ads interrupting your video. Yes, but. I jumped on a free subscription uh, trial because of you. Mm-hmm. you. You talked about how much you really enjoyed not having ads. I do. And it's... It, I took that... It was like a two-month subscription. And it was so nice. It was so, so nice. Yeah, you don't uh, really uh, realize just how annoying those unskippable YouTube ads are until they go away. And then it's just like... It's not... It's. It's kind of like when you wear an uncomfortable <laughs> pair of shoes all day, and then you finally get home and you take them off, and you just go like, "Oh man, you spent you've been in this low level of discomfort that you kind of tuned out for a while, but you sort of roll your eyes at, and it just you feel it just enough for it to be irritating, and then suddenly you get rid of it, and you're like, I I can't ever put those shoes on again. I that's can't what go back. Yeah, yeah, that's what getting rid of ads on YouTube for me is like, and it's expensive. I want to say it's like twelve ninety nine a month. Eleven ninety nine. Yeah, it's close. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's twelve bucks a month to not have to deal with ads on YouTube, but. I did that because even though I paid for like Netflix and Hulu and Disney and Amazon and all these other streaming services, when I sit down at the end of the day, all I want to do because I, I work in advertising, which maybe it's it's verboten for me to a yeah, lot. It's it's maybe bad for me to admit that I, I take advertising out of my entertainment experience because I work in advertising, and if everybody else did that, <laughs> I'd be out of a job. But I do just want to sit down. Like I, the thing about YouTube is that. I only have a certain amount of energy and attention at the end of the day. I only got a certain amount of spoons left, and I just want to watch mindless, ridiculous entertainment. I want to watch, like, fail army videos of people falling on their face. I want to watch ridiculous clips. I just want to watch short attention span theater. And if I say to myself, do I really have a full hour's worth of attention in me? Do I have even a half hour's of attention? Do I want to catch up on Bob's Burgers or Ink Master today? I don't know. I just want to watch... I want to watch some mindless shit on YouTube. So I open YouTube, and I wind up watching the equivalent of half an hour or an hour, but it's in smaller chunks, more easily digestible. Complete brain candy, just mind garbage. I actually refer to it as garbage. I'm going to lay down and watch some garbage. And that's what it is. <laughs> but because of how short the videos are, they're 5 to 10 minutes, usually the ones I watch, maybe up to 15. But because of how 
chunked up into smaller pieces they are, those ads, it wasn't even the pre-roll ads. It wasn't even the ads that popped up necessarily before the video. Those I can tune out just fine. But what really got me to pay for it, and I hope YouTube isn't listening, were those annoying as piss interstitial ads that the... Hey, buy some yellow fresh. You know, you would just like, they'd pop up midstream and mid sentence of whatever I was watching. Mm -hmm. And it would be just an inter, you know, usually if you're watching television, there's an ad break. It's, it's, it's an act break also. There's a break in the action and the dialogue. The ads play, whatever you come back, you pick up where you left off. YouTube ads were just, hey, Anytime. do you have shingles? You know, right in the middle of the fucking sentence, people would just cut off and there'd be an ad. And those were annoying enough that I'm like, you know what? I have $11 a month to not have to eat this shit anymore. <laughs> so I did it. And now when I sit down and watch my mindless chunks of kids falling down and, you know, dogs catching Frisbees with their butt and all the ridiculous, stupid clip show bullshit that I watch on YouTube, at least I don't have to worry about getting sold products while I'm doing that. So, you know, it, it just, I, when it occurred to me that I, the, even though I pay for all these other services, the one I watch most is YouTube, and I pay to not have ads on these other services, but I'm not paying to not have ads on the one I watch most often, fuck it, I'm going to take the plunge. So I did, and I'm not sorry. Right. I won't go back. So now here's the thing. Now, of all the services that we've just talked about, and, and you said you have a, a decent chunk of those, uh, we talked about Disney, Paramount, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, Peacock, Apple, Roku, Discovery, Crunchyroll, HBO, YouTube. Yeah. Out of all of those services, uh, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 that we talked about, I currently subscribe to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, uh, 7, 8. Eight of them I pay for. I want to say I, I subscribe to everyone we talked I don't about pay here. For, yeah. You don't do Crunchyroll. I know that much. Yeah, Apple and Crunchyroll are the only two that we talked about that I don't actually pay for. So, so Disney, Paramount, Hulu, Netflix, you have Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. Peacock. Yep. Uh, you even have a Roku device. So I do. That. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's alarming. And so uh, I added it up. Uh, I minus, of course, the ones that I don't pay for, which uh, would be the... Uh, Apple TV currently. I didn't yep. add that in because I'm not paying for that currently. But uh, for all told, the ones that I subscribe to, it's about $67 a month. Yeah. Which, if you know anything about the price of cable... It's comparable. Ding, ding, ding. You're there. You've got cable. They, they got us back. That's they so, got us back paying for entertainment whether we watch it or not. They figured a way out. Yeah. They figured a way out. They just decentralized it. and They're going to get your money one way or the other. Are. And so, I mean, that's where I stand. Uh, Jim, you've made known where you stand. What about you guys listening? Uh, tell us uh, what you subscribe to. Are we missing out on any awesome original content? Did we miss a streaming service? Jesus, like we need an, uh, another streaming service, like we need another hole in the head. But Honestly. Let us know. I mean, I'm not afraid to donate a little money out of my pocket. If it's worth it. But... Let us know who you subscribe to and why. Tell us what the killer apps are for you. What is what is the, the must-watch program on these streaming services for you, whether it's Netflix or Amazon or or, or, or what have you? Let us know. Uh, you can always hit us up again on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fuel your fandom. Or you could toss us an email to one of our Gmail addresses and we'll answer it there. But uh, good, bad, or indifferent, streaming is kind of the way of the future at this point. 
And uh, there's, I mean, just like with everything else, there's a lot of good points and bad points to it. You know, and the good points is my fat, lazy ass doesn't have to get up and go to a video <laughs> store anymore. Or a movie theater. Uh, the da- Right, if I don't want to. But the downside is, I mean, you're going to, there's a premium you pay for that. So uh, let us know uh, where you stand with streaming services. Which ones do you use? Which ones do you boycott like Jim and Apple? Uh, <laughs> let us know. But uh, as always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Feel Your Fandom podcast. And uh, please do remember that everything is fandom, and fandom is everything. <laughs>